Hi, I'm Luke Bong and I want to welcome you back to the Psychologies for Entrepreneurs podcast. This is EFM, the online radio station for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello listeners, welcome to the Psychology of Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host, Luke Bong. And you are listening to EFM, Malaysia's online radio for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you are our new listener, I want to warmly welcome you. And if you have been listening to us, then I want to just say thank you very much for being a loyal listener. And I look forward to delivering more content to you in this episode. Now, this is episode 7. And in episode 7, we are looking at a very interesting topic whereby if you are able to really master this art, then you will be somebody who is very influential, okay? And we are talking about none other than the psychology of persuasion, okay? Now, persuasion is something that is uh, very important, especially if you are an entrepreneur. And even if you are not an entrepreneur, then you also need to know how to persuade people, right? Uh, okay, persuasion actually comes under the, the bigger umbrella of influence, okay? And uh, if you are able to influence people, then you know that you will be able to get a lot of things done. You are able to motivate others. You are able to uh, persuade others to join your cause, you know, to buy whatever products or services that you may be selling. So needless to say, yeah, it is important for us to know what is persuasion and how do we go about it. Now, in today's episode, I want to introduce you to a very famous uh, professor in psychology who wrote the book Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, and he is none other than Rob, Dr. Robert Cialdini. Now, Dr. Robert Cialdini is uh, widely recognized as the topmost authority, okay, in the science of influence. And why is he so uh, famous, okay? I think the main reason is because he conducts experiments, what we call as social experiments, yeah? By experimenting to find out how people actually influence others, uh, what are the theories or what are the secrets, okay, behind why some people are so influential and what we can do in order to replicate it. Okay, and more importantly, how do we apply uh, principles of persuasion in an ethical manner? Dr. Shaldini um, came up with six weapons of influence. All right, now these six weapons of influence are basically the tools of influence that influences. Okay, people who are so persuasive, people who are so much able to go into your head and then uh, get you to to see or think the way they want you to think. So he has summarized six very powerful tools, which if you can take away with you today from this episode, then it is definitely going to enhance your ability as an influencer. All right, now, so without uh, wasting any more time, let's go into each of these six yeah, weapons of influence. Now, the first is called reciprocity. Now, what is reciprocity? Now, reciprocity basically means that you somebody does something to you out of goodwill, and you felt indebted to it, so much so that you have to do something good back to the person. Otherwise, you may not feel uh, comfortable, you can't uh, sit properly, and you just feel like you are indebted to that person. So that is the meaning of reciprocity. Now let's look at why reciprocity is such a powerful force. Okay, now think about your life for, for a moment. Huh? 
Have you ever had anyone who did something really nice to you without you asking and the person was just so sincere and all you wanted to do was you just want to do something nice back to the person? And very much so, the things that you do uh, back to that person is a lot more in value compared to what the person did to you. Okay, so this is an example of reciprocity at work. Yeah, so why that works is because I think at the in in the heart of a human being psychology, we don't want to feel like we are indebted to another person. We don't want to feel like in Bahasa Malaysia we call it hutang. We don't want to hutang the other person. Yeah. And because of that, it makes us feel uncomfortable knowing that we owe somebody something. So that is what the uh, this law of reciprocity states. Yeah, and that is okay when you do something good for the other person, then the other person will want to do something good back to you. But there is a caveat here, and the caveat here is when you do something good for the other person, you must do so without um, any expectancy of the person repaying you or doing something good to you, okay? In other words, you have to do it with a sincere heart. Now, why is that such an important caveat, all right? The reason is because, uh, especially nowadays, yeah, whereby people, we, I would say that we are less trusting of other people. And as a result of that, whenever people do something good for us, okay, we may begin to feel like, hey, the person has ulterior motive, you know? You know that's what they say, ada udang di sebalik batu, yeah? And uh, because of that, people are now uh, their their level of trust, yeah, is much much lower than before. And as a result of that, yeah, what happens is if you are not sincere, they will know it. They can smell it a mile away. So therefore, for this theory to work, for this uh, principle to work, remember, sincerity is the most important thing. So how can you apply this particular law into your own business? Now, let's look at some examples, yeah? Uh, you know, sometimes yeah, when you go to, oh, nowadays, yeah, when you go to this uh, online, when you go and surf the internet and all that, you'll notice that uh, almost uh, all the, the business websites that you go to, they will uh, give you some free gifts, okay? Like a free PDF report, a free video, etc. In exchange, okay, for your name as well as for your contact details so that they can continue to uh, get in touch with you, etc. Now, that is an example of reciprocity. They give you back, they give you uh, the, the products, etc. And they ask something back from you. Now, but although in my opinion, I think early on, okay, this method is like, yeah, people, people, not many people are doing it. But now that everyone is doing it, uh, you will even know that there are some people who have a separate uh, email address just to collect all the freebies yeah, from these websites. And then after that, they will go and they will leave that, uh, that uh, autoresponder. So this is something that is happening. Therefore, okay, in this uh, in this sense, yeah, this particular technique, all right, may need to have some tweaking, may need to have some changes. But I have seen good examples of how this is done. Okay, here is one example. Now, imagine, okay, uh, if you are a consultant, you are a financial planner kind of consultant, yeah, you approach a particular uh, prospect, and the prospect has already purchased a, a particular, say, insurance or investment plan from another person, okay? But you still continue to offer your service to help the person to review, uh, to let the person, give the person good advice in a professional manner, etc. 
Now, chances are this person will have a good impression of you. And when the person next have to say want to top up or wants to uh, purchase a new product and etc., okay, you may be one of the person that this uh, particular prospect will think of. Okay, and not only that, this particular prospect will have good things to say about you to their friends as well. So in other words, indirectly, it will also create a bigger network of business potential for you. So that is the power of reciprocity. So I would just want to you know, say this. Lah. Always do good to others. Okay, You never know when the, the seeds that you, that you plant will actually reap a harvest for you. Okay, Always sow seeds of kindness. Yeah? And it will go a long, long way. The second principle of influence is called commitment and consistency. Okay, to understand what it is, uh, let's look at a research that was actually done in Canada many years ago. Now, a pair of uh, Canadian researchers, they actually did a series of uh, research, uh, interviews, etc. in none other than a horse racing, you know, a horse betting kind of a business. Okay, so they did research by interviewing people before they place the bets and after uh, they have placed the bets. And they observe something very interesting. Okay, and what they have observed is basically this. Number one, before the bettors they have uh, put their bet on a specific horse, to them they were not very confident about a certain horse. Okay, they would also be thinking chances of the horse to win would be like maybe 50 50, etc. So, in other words, level of confidence is much lower. But the moment they have actually placed their bets on a particular horse, then all of a sudden, the level of confidence in that horse increased exponentially, even though that horse, all right, uh, the track record hasn't been so great, etc. But by simply actually placing certain commitment, okay, certain commitment into that particular horse, suddenly the person becomes more confident in that horse winning. Now, that is an example of what we call as commitment and consistency, okay? So, people will always uh, become more committed to something when they have actually done some, taken some action, done some commitments, etc. So, that is why it is very important for us to master this, uh, this principle of influence, especially if you are doing business, okay? Now, we all know this. If, let's say, you, have the, you are doing a business, you are trying to get more customers, etc., Okay, uh, nowadays people will try to you know uh, make it so easy for people to buy. Okay, make it so easy in a sense that you don't have to place any money down. Uh, you can just put your name, etc. However, according to this uh, law of influence, such a method may result in it backfiring to you. Okay, because when you do this, it may actually lead to more drop off rate at the end. Let me tell you why. Now, you see, if let's say a person signs up for your product, etc., without having to commit okay, uh, any, in any monetary terms, then for that person to actually say, ah, what the heck, I just forget about it. It is so easy for that person to do that because there is no commitment there. Yeah? But the moment the person has committed something, like for example, even a tiny deposit of 5 ringgit, 10 ringgit, 50 ringgit, 100 ringgit, okay? then that person will be more uh, committed to the decision that they have made. Therefore, okay, what influences they want to do is they want to get their prospect to actually put in some kind of commitment. 
Okay, preferably monetary. If it is not monetary, then it has to be something else that is important. Like for example, okay, a signature or maybe some credit card numbers, etc. Okay, now yes, those are sensitive information, but it is because this sensitive information carries weight, and when they carry weight, then the people will be more inclined towards um, acting out or carrying out the action that they say they are committed to doing. Okay, so that is why it is very important for us to know this about human beings, our behavior. And that is the moment we have made our decision about something, we are more committed towards trying to prove that the decision is the right one. Okay, so what else can you do as, a, as an influencer to know this? Now, a very useful technique yeah, which has been developed in the sales circle has got to do what we call as the yes set. Y-E-S, yeah? Now, the yes set simply works on the fact that when a person, okay, have answered yes to your questions enough of times, then the person will feel committed to the decision that they are about to make, okay? So, for example, if you ask the person, do you value education? And the person says, yes. Do you believe that the value of education is going to go higher and higher? The person says, yes. And do you also agree that the cost of education is something that is uh, increasing day by day? Yes. And if I have something that can help you to lower the cost of education for your children in the future, would you be interested to know more about it? Now, this person is now put in a situation whereby because the person has committed earlier okay, to agreeing all of this, then it works uh, in our favor as an influencer. Okay? Our prospect will be more readily to say yes as well. Okay? Now, another way to use this uh, commitment is simply like this. Always get the person to commit to a small thing first. Okay? Now, once the person has committed to a small thing, then it becomes easier for the person to commit to bigger things, things that will actually maybe cost a lot more, etc. Okay? Let me give you an example. Now, so let's say you get a, per, uh, and by the way, this is actually real research done in the US, yeah? Okay, so what they did was they went to a neighborhood and then they asked this, uh, these people whether or not they agree that it is important to, uh, to drive safely, not drink and drive, etc. for the safety of everybody, yeah? And out of this group whom they have went for the interview, yeah, they actually managed to get some people to say yes, they agree, and they are willing to, uh, to participate yeah, in a campaign. Now, without really realizing what they have to do in a campaign. So a few days later, the researchers visited these uh, houses, and guess what? They actually wanted to put up signboards, okay, in the in the front lawn, okay, of these uh, house owners to tell all passers-by who drive past the house that uh, safety is important, so everyone drives safely, okay? And the most surprising thing was this. Those people who actually agreed uh, to participate in it, about 80 over percent of them actually continued, yeah? Actually continued to allow the researchers to put this big ugly signboard in front of their house, so that is amazing, okay? That is amazing simply because by getting somebody to commit to a small thing first, they are more ready to follow through with the commitment. And when you do that, you are able to exert your power on influence over others. The third principle of influence according to Dr. Shaudini is called social proof. Okay, what is social proof? 
Now, whenever you want to go and buy something, nowadays it's so popular to buy online, right? What, what do you go and do first? Do you just look at the picture you want to buy and then you go and buy it? I doubt it. Most likely, you are going to go and see whether or not people leave any reviews and you are going to check whether or not those people who leave reviews, are they reputable? Do you believe in them, etc. Now, the moment, okay, these people manage to convince you, not the seller, but the people who leave the review, then you become more confident to actually make the purchase decision, right? Okay, now this is simply because it has actually gone into something called social proof. Now, social proof means that people, other people besides you who actually, yeah, who actually also use the same products. So that's why uh, in, the, in, the sen- in terms of business, okay, it is very important for us to get, uh, say, testimonials. Yeah, if you have got uh, a lot of happy customers and all that, by all means, you must ask them to leave testimonials for you, because those testimonials are very important uh, for future prospects to know what kind of business that you do, whether or not that you are good. Uh, are you somebody who can actually deliver the the goods, etc.? Okay, do not underestimate the power of social proof. Yeah, because human beings, we are social creatures. We tend to look at what other people actually think or what other people say about before we make a decision. Now, let me give you some examples uh, that has happened in recent years. Take Brexit as an example. You know, you at the UK's decision to leave Euro. Now, if you follow the news, yeah, now the, the whole idea of Brexit has been put in place for a long time. Okay, however, uh, during the build up towards the referendum for you at for the UK to finally leave the euro, okay, a lot of people actually voted to leave the euro simply because of social proof. They see people whom they recognize out in the media, out in the newspaper saying they should leave, they should leave, and they were motivated by that. They were influenced by that to go and choose to leave. Okay. Uh, now the shocking thing happened when the following morning after all the votes have been counted, and yes, UK is leaving the Brexit many people begin to ask themselves, what have I done? I don't even know what is going on. I just follow another person who says to vote leave. Okay? And they have no idea what Brexit is. They have no idea. And, and worse, some people even all right, says that they thought they are voting to stay. Okay, so things like this happen simply because of social proof. Yeah, now we also see a lot of examples in real life social proof. Like for example, if you look at the the toothpaste uh, uh, toothpaste infomercials or toothpaste advertisements on TV, they will always get uh, people to dress up like dentists. Now the question is, are those really dentists, or are those actors dressing up like dentists? Yeah, so all of this actually shows yeah, how powerful social proof is. And if you are able to uh, tap, tap in into the power of social proof, it is definitely going to enhance your ability to influence other people. Okay, so far we have looked at three of the six weapons of influence. Before we continue, let's quickly recap. The first one is reciprocity. The second one is commitment and consistency. And the third one is social proof. Now, the fourth one. Something is so powerful, so easy to do that you must do more of it. And that is none other than making people like you. That's right. When people like you, they tend to want to follow you more easily. 
Now we can see this in the age of social media, okay, whereby everybody, you know, they are fighting for the like or they are trying to get more likes on the uh, social media fan page, etc. Okay, now being like is something that is very influential apparently, okay, because when people like you, the things that come out from your mouth or the words that come out, you know, from you, etc., they are taken uh, in a more positive light. Okay, and sometimes it can be very unfair too. Okay, now for many years, researchers have already done uh, experiments and they have concluded that people who look better or people who are more presentable, they tend to get paid more compared to those of their counterparts who are not as good looking as they are, all right, simply because the other people don't like the, the second group. Okay, now in psychology as well, we also have this syndrome which is called the halo effect. Halo effect here means that, uh, you know, in, re- in religion, sometimes angels, they have a halo over their head, right? Now the halo effect states this, yeah? When you have the halo effect going for you, people will believe you more, people will be more willing to go the extra mile for you, and people will be more willing to say, uh, follow what you tell them to do. Now, that is the power of halo effect. That is the power of liking. So let's look at some of the ways that you can actually make people like you more. Yeah. Now, the first thing that you can do is pay attention to your physical attractiveness. Now, you don't have to have six packs. You don't have to be muscular. You don't have to look like Wonder Woman or what. But when I say physical attractiveness, it just means you're grooming, whether or not you're dressed in a way that people find comfortable, do they like to look at you, okay? Because uh, scientifically, research have proven that people who look better actually get more mileage, okay, in uh, whatever they do. So pay attention to how you look, yeah? Because your physical attractiveness actually plays a very big role. Now, the second thing has got to do with the, uh, with the concept that people like people who are like them, okay? In other words, similarity. Now, imagine you are on a date for the first time and you are talking to the, the person in front of you and whatever you say you like, the person on the other opposite you starts to say something else, okay? Let's say you like a football team. Let's say you like Liverpool and the person starts to say that, no, Liverpool is terrible. They prefer Manchester United. Now, it's not just one thing, it's over and over all kinds of things the whole night, okay? Will you enjoy this date or will you feel like, I'm not going to see that person ever again, yeah? So here, remember, in order for people to like you, they must feel or believe that you are like them, okay? Therefore, um, be similar, all right? Be similar in a sense that when a person is talking about a certain topic, Go with the flow, all right? Now, once the person likes you and trusts you, that is your window of opportunity for you to get them to go into your topic, all right? So that is something that you want to invest in so that the people will then later follow you into your topic. Then you can begin your influence activities. Now, the next idea that you can use is to actually give compliments. Okay, which human being in the world doesn't like to be praised, right? Okay, in general, everybody loves to be praised. So learn to be more generous with your praises. Okay, learn to be more generous and also very important to be sincere in the way that you actually praise people. Now, a very a powerful and a very small word that you can use is throw away the word but. Okay, let me let me explain to you why. Yeah. 
Imagine I come up to you and I say, yo, you are my best buddy, man. You are really awesome. I thank you so much for you are part of my life. But how do you feel after the word but? Okay, so in order for you to be better at giving compliments, etc., throw away the word but. Uh, now, what if you use the word however? Same thing. However also has the same effect as the word but. Therefore, I would suggest that you use the word and. Because even if you use the word and, all right, whatever that comes out after it, even if they are the completely opposite of the first part, it can be taken in a more, uh, in, in a better way. I'll give you an example. Same situation. Let's rewind it a little bit. Let's say I come up to you and says, yo, you are a really great friend. Um, you have stood by me uh, all the time and there may have been some differences between us in the past, all right? Yet you have always been there for me. And I just want you to know that if we can continue doing blah, blah, blah. Now, so you see, the moment you change the word and, okay, the feeling that you have is actually very different from but, right? So therefore, okay, remember, when you want to give compliments to people, make sure that you use more uh, sincere words, right? And also avoid using cancelers like, for example, but, however, etc. That will defeat the purpose. Okay, finally, one more idea, and that is contact, okay? Consistent contact. Now, you may have heard somebody say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, unfortunately, in today's uh, time frame whereby everybody's attention span is so, so, so short, absence will only make people forget about you, especially if you're in business. So, for example, if let's say you maintain a block and you don't update it often, well, people will forget about you. If you maintain a social media site and you don't update it with good content regularly, people will forget about you. Okay, and if you don't, uh, you are not always in front of them. People will also forget about you. Unfortunately, we are now in an age whereby, all right, uh, all kinds of publicity are good publicity. <laughs> How many of us, all right, we are we are sick and tired of some of those, uh, like for example, the Kardashians who are famous because they are famous, or Paris Hilton, somebody who says that. Her, her, what do you call? Her ticket to fame was simply because she was famous. That she was famous for being famous. Okay, but like it or not, these are people who are getting a lot of social media coverage. They are getting uh, social media time, so people know about them, even though the it is for some, you know, not so good publicity, etc. So therefore, uh, for you as an influencer in your journey as an entrepreneur, you have to ask yourself, how can you stand in front of your customer or the traffic that you want to attract more often? How you can actually get yourself in front of them? What can you give to them? What kind of uh, the content can you give to them? Okay, so those are very important things for you to consider, right? When it comes to making your prospect as well as your customers like you more. Because when they like you, you become more influential. Now, the fourth weapon of influence is something called authority. Now, authority, never ever underestimate the power of authority. Because what the authority in a certain topic or a certain subject says is taken more seriously compared to anything that anyone else talk about, okay? And the simple reason is because uh, our human brain, we have been hardwired to actually follow authority. Now, let me give you a very scary experiment that was done in 1963 by Professor Milgram. Now, Professor Milgram, he set out to do an experiment to test whether or not people will blindly follow authority. 
And the way he did the experiment was to get a group of uh, uh, students, uh, volunteers, yeah, to come and to actually administer punishment and reward, all right, to somebody who is being tied to a, a electric chair, which can actually, at the press of a button, receive electric shock. And the electric shock will increase in intensity according to the instruction given by the uh, professor. So what happens is if the person strapped onto the chair gives a correct answer, no punishment. But if they give the wrong answer, then there will be punishment and the punishment will only increase. Yeah. So what they did was they get these uh, students to come sit in at the control panel and they can see through a one-sided glass, okay, the test subject who is strapped onto the chair. And the moment the person gives a wrong answer, the professor will tell the student to press the button and the person strapped on the chair will get an electric shock. So at first, it was just a very, very low voltage use and the person strapped onto the chair, well, a little bit of discomfort. But eventually, it got to a point whereby the electricity shock okay, was given higher and higher and higher and the person strapped onto the chair was literally screaming, kicking, begging to be let go, etc. Yet, the students who are pressing the button, okay, they don't even flinch. Now, before you start to think, how come some this kind of uh, inhuman experiment can be conducted in university? I'll tell you, actually, it didn't happen. Okay, it didn't happen. Meaning to say, there was no electricity administrated. It was all... Uh, it was all arranged in such a way that the student who is pressing the button, they believe that they are giving the electricity. But the student who is strapped onto the chair, actually, there is no electricity there. They are actually actors yeah, who have been hired to play the role of suffering, of pain, etc. Okay? So, in other words, no actors were harmed in the experiment. <laughs> Alright? But let's examine this, yeah? Why is it that people can be so uh, capable of uh, acts of violence and inhumanity, okay, when they believe that it is not them? They are not the one. They are just asked to press the button so they can press it with a clear conscience, okay? Such is the power of authority. When authority, when the authority tells them to do something, then to the mind, it's like, I'm free of uh, any guilt, I'm free of any conscience. Basically, I'm my conscience is free. Why? Because I don't want to do it. Okay, that's what they are thinking. So you can see, okay, why is it that the authority figure is so, so powerful, so important, okay? Because it can actually bypass all the critical factor that is in the human mind and go straight here yeah, to influence people to take action. So what can you do as an entrepreneur? Okay, indeed, it is true that when you do your business, you must or you should be trying, okay, to become an expert in your field. Be some, be somebody who is professional, who is so, um, so good at what you're doing that your customers or your prospects they will just take what you say because you are the leading expert in the field. Now, if let's say you cannot be for whatever reason the leading expert, then would it be possible for you to be associated with an expert, with an authority, with somebody whom when they say, okay, they are actually people who can form other people's opinion or other people's uh, mindset, etc. 
Yeah, so that is something that you can do, yeah, whereby either be an authority figure yourself or become aligned or become, you know, a uh, 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 contact, okay, with an authority figure. So that is something that you can definitely do in order to increase your power of influence. Okay, finally, we move to the sixth and the last weapons of influence according to Dr. Shaudini. Now, before I tell you what that is, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever fallen uh, into, I would say, the trap whereby somebody says this, look, if you, have to, if you want to buy this, you have to make a decision now because okay, there's somebody at the other line who is also wanting to buy it. I only have one. If you want it now, you have to tell me now. If not, it will, I, I don't know when it will be the next time. I'm going to get new stock for this. Now, has, has anyone ever done that to you? If you if they, if you have ever experienced this, then probably you have fallen victim to uh, weapon of influence number six, and that is scarcity. Now, scarcity actually means that uh, something is now very short in supply. As a result, okay, price can go up very high, and you have no choice and but you have to you know you have to buy it now, uh, etc. Or pay more for it. Yeah, it, it works on the topic you know the theory of uh, economics uh, based on demand and supply. Okay, we know that if let's say demand is high, supply is very low, then the price will become very expensive. But what some people they do is basically they actually create false scarcity. Now, by creating false scarcity, it means that you actually let people perceive that okay, it is actually very urgent. And if they don't take any action now, it is going to affect them. Now, I know you might be thinking, then it will not be ethical. Well, here is something that I would like you to think about. Yeah, Now, sometimes, right, there may be something that is very urgent. You know that something is very urgent, but the prospect doesn't see it that way. And the prospect is wrong because the prospect just never thought of all the possibilities that could happen. Now, in that situation, what you want to do is you want to create some scarcity in the mind of the prospect. Not to cheat the person and say, look, if you don't buy now, then you'll be gone forever. No, not that. Now, what you can do to create scarcity would be this. What would be the pain of the loss if, let's say, the prospect goes through that situation without the product that you are selling, the product or the service? Okay. Now, that can also create a different kind of a scarcity in the mind of the uh, prospects. Right, because scarcity will always get people to go into their in Hokkien we call it the kiasu mode, lah. You know, uh, must have it now. That kind of a thing. Okay, never underestimate. Yeah, the must have it now that can be so powerful to the point that people begin to make stupid decisions, which they later regret because they must have it now. All right, people are all doing it on us, but what we want to do in as an entrepreneur is to use it in an ethical manner to create the pain in the prospect to know that to let them know that they must take action now in order for them to enjoy the benefit or to you know not suffer the loss okay of uh, waiting etc right so we have looked at the six weapons of influence let me recap it number 1 is reciprocity which is you do good to other people other people repay you back okay but remember you have to be sincere about it Number two, commitment and consistency, whereby you must get people to commit no matter how small. Okay, make a commitment first because when a person is committed to something, then they are more likely to uh, to see through it. Yeah. 
Number three, social proof. Yeah, get people to like you, get people to to see you know the testimonials, etc. Liking, getting people to yeah, I said that just now, getting people to like you, uh, become you know got, get into their good books, create hello effect for yourself. Um, number five is authority. Be an authority figure because the authority that you have that is a power of influence in itself. And finally, scarcity. When people feel that something is lacking or there is a shortage or something, then people become more uh, motivated to take immediate action. Yeah. So these are the six uh, principles of influence. Now, the the good news is this. All right. Uh, although we have got these uh, six uh, rules of influence, okay, actually, in actual fact, there are a lot more, right? There are a lot more. And uh, what we want to do is there is no perfect technique of influence. Mm, again, there is no te- perfect technique of influence. I always like to tell my audience, my participants this, yeah? if whatever technique that you use, uh, it is able to produce result to you uh, 70% of the time, then I would use that technique all the time. Okay, because there is no technique in the world which can actually provide you what technique one hundred percent of the time. All right, so whatever technique that you use, yeah, make sure that uh, you use it, you learn about it, and then you apply it ethically. Because the power of influence is a very powerful uh, tool; it's a very powerful ability. And in the hands of the right people, you can do a lot of good. But in the hands of the bad people, it can also lead to a lot of harm, right? So use these six techniques responsibly. Use these six techniques, okay, with a lot of, uh, a lot, I would say, with a lot of uh, due diligence, with, with, uh, with a clear heart, all right? Now, for those of you who are interested to know more, to study more about this, then I would like you to, you know, really go and visit or, or to look for this book, yeah, which is entitled Influence. The Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Shaldini. It will really blow your mind away. I promise you that. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the time that we have for today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me. And I look forward to catching up with you uh, in the next episode. All right. So till then, take care. Bye. <music>